from the theme park capital of the world, Orlando, Florida, this is the Theme Park Podcast. Wait, podcast? Is this on the radio? Why does everything got to be so messy on this station? Anyway, here's your hosts, Dickerman, Jimmy D, and Scott Harris. And welcome to the Theme Park Podcast. Dickerman here along with Scott Harris. Scott, on uh, what is probably the biggest news week of the year, granted we're only a couple weeks into the year, uh, we're down a team member. Yes. Yeah, Jimmy, um, first of all, Jimmy had an incident with a parsley knife. Yeah, he was he was chopping. He He's had a series of unfortunate events. First off, he cuts off the tip of his finger with a parsley knife, mm-hmm. which uh, I think we just made fun of him for as opposed to being sympathetic. Correct. Yeah, I think we just made jokes at his expense about it. Yes, and then uh, we get a call on, I think, yesterday, or a text. Uh, I'm sick. It's not COVID, but it looks like he has the flu now. Mm -hmm. Which he timed because I believe there was a game night scheduled for his house this Friday, this, like, this week. Yeah, this week. It was supposed to be tomorrow tomorrow night, or we're recording this on Thursday, so yeah, Mm -hmm. it was supposed to be Friday night. Uh, at his house, and game nights with us are cursed mm-hmm. for some reason. It, they're snake bitten at all times. It can never happen. Somebody always cancels. Uh, and this time, Jimmy, even though he got the flu shot this year, I remember when he got it, mm-hmm. he still somehow ends up with the flu. And there's the 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 fact that this this uh, within within two weeks ago, a lunch happened on the first try. Yes, that's true. That is true. Which is a, which is a rarity. We try to get the old iHeart crew together for lunch. Uh, a couple still work there, you being one of them. One of them, two, yes. No, three. There's three total uh, that still work there. Um, but yeah, it's uh, so Jimmy's out sick. So uh, we will say, good, get well, Jimmy. Get well, See? Jimmy. We can we can be not just regular guys and make fun of him for being yes. sick. Correct. All right. Well, I said it's the biggest news week of the year, and yeah, it's a couple weeks into the year. That's all well and good, but it doesn't mean the news isn't big. Uh, and we kind of talked about it as we were getting ready for the show today. I'm not sure which story is bigger, the breaking news out of Disney or the breaking news out of Universal. I want to say long term, the Universal news is bigger. All right, then I will pull that one up first. Okay, because short term, I think Disney news is big, mm-hmm. but long term, this is this is maybe a change in the landscape. Yes. So the news broke on Wednesday that that Universal they're expanding to new territories that yeah, no one would have so, expected. Yeah, nobody expected this because if you're going to do a theme park, it's going to be okay either in Orlando or over in you know California, Los mm-hmm. Angeles area where where you've got Universal Hollywood, you've got uh, Disney there in Anaheim. Uh, you don't do a big major theme park unless you're like you know Six Flags or Busch Gardens, Sea World, outside of those areas. Yeah. I mean, SeaWorld has has done uh, parks in San Diego. They still have that one. They did one in Texas as well. So San Antonio, yep. And then Busch Gardens has here in ta- in Tampa in Williamsburg. Yeah. Do you think the original idea with Busch Gardens, we've never talked about it, was was to latch off of some Disney people when they when they built that park in Tampa? Like hey, they'll drive the two hours to Tampa because back then there probably wasn't much traffic on I four. I mean, people are doing it. People are making that drive, so that is yeah. very possible. But Universal changed the game when they dropped themselves basically right next door to Disney Mm -hmm. when they built their park here in Orlando. Yes, just a couple exits away. Uh, But they announced that they are expanding for a 
first, two things they announced. One, a family-focused theme park coming to Frisco, Texas. Now, Frisco is near Dallas, right? Correct. It's like I see Frisco. I'm like, where the heck? Because granted, Texas is the size of like a European country. Yes. Um, so it's not like you can drive from one spot in Texas to another spot in Texas easily. No. But to put it in uh, a encapsulated form, Frisco is right outside of Dallas. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like Orlando, Tampa. Okay. That close? That far or you think it's a little closer? Like uh, maybe Orlando, Altamont? I think it's I think it's Orlando, Tampa. Okay. Um, but the proposed park will be designed to be more intimate and engaging for younger audiences, and will be sized for regional audiences. It'll be full of family-friendly attractions, inter- interactive and playful shows, character meet and greets, unique merchandise, fun food, and beverages. It's basically ninety-seven acres, which is a little bit smaller than Islands of Adventure. Okay, so the size of okay forty-one minutes, although that's with a you know, bad traffic right now between Dallas and Frisco. So okay. it's, 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 it's closer. I mean, I got a big, long red line. I don't yeah. know if that's a normal thing there. Um, but yeah, so about 41 minutes, say, you know, give or take between Dallas and Frisco. Mm-hmm. There's, they're dropping this park and not a full size. We're doing two universal theme parks, but you know, uh, a smaller sized park, but still universal studios brand. And basically it's a DreamWorks park. Okay. So if you look at the concept art, which you can see on our uh, on our Instagram account at the Theme Park Podcast, there's four distinct lands, which look like Camp Cretaceous, which is the animated Jurassic World show on Netflix. Okay. Which I think Jenna Ortega was on. Oh. Uh, Shrek, Trolls, and How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, so it definitely is certainly aimed at a younger audience. Correct. Littler kids. So there's that one, which, I mean, it looks fun. The art makes it look really colorful. Uh, No timeline on when this, but we know when it comes to Universal, they can get things built like over a weekend. I always say it's like an Amscot popping up. Yeah, they they pop them up pretty quick. Uh, Of course, a new market. You're looking at Texas. Texas does have some similarities to Florida and the fact that uh, there's no state taxes there. Mm. So maybe it's a tax-friendly state. I don't know how it works for, you know, somebody coming to build a theme park. Mm -hmm. But I imagine that maybe the tax implications are, are favorable for them. And then the other big thing that they dropped is that they are going to be opening a year-round Halloween Horror Nights destination in Las Vegas. I don't know if we should be excited or offended by this because I feel like in Orlando, and we should be excited no matter what, but in Orlando, we have been such feverish supporters of Halloween Horror Nights. Correct. And the event makes millions and millions of dollars every year. It almost feels like, hey, why not build it here? Well, but they're getting it in Vegas. They're getting it in Vegas. Um, as they said, um, the creators of Halloween Horror Nights, the world's most popular global event, comes a brand new permanent entertainment experience. This original concept will bring to life Universal's vast library of classic horror films and today's terrifying tales. And it will be uh, featuring uh, iconic uh, characters such as Frankenstein, Dracula, the mummy, and Wolfman, and redefined uh, modern and suspense stories through collaborations with Jason Blum, James Wan, and Jordan Peele. This is going to be taking over a area known as Area 15, which is an immersive okay. entertainment experience. Okay. 20 acres. Um, 
28 now now i can't in my brain kind of wrap up how big that might be how big uh, in comparison to how the size of our halloween horror nights are you mm-hmm. kind of throwing it in like a smaller space is that what the situation is well if you how about 110,000 square feet does that does that help you any better mm-hmm. Not really. I'm terrible with math and and numbers and measurements. Basically, it looks like four of these sound stages. Okay. At Universal. Okay. In one. I get that. So it's like you're putting them side by side by side as opposed to spread out through an entire theme park. Correct. And uh, they released the concept art again, which you can see on our uh, account at uh, the Theme Park Podcast. And prominently featured in the concept art, Jack. Jack the famous clown. Jack the Halloween Horror Nights icon. So he gets a home base. He gets a home base. Chance, which has been one of the newer characters, also gets a home base. All right. And they're they're dropping this in Vegas, yep. which uh, which has, you know, tourism 365 days a year. Uh, it's a different kind of tourism that we see here in Central Florida. But mm-hmm. still, nonetheless, it's a very busy place. And the thing that I wonder is, like, if this works, like, what's to say they wouldn't do something like that here? The thing yeah, about I mean, doing the thing about doing it in, in Vegas is like the building is already there. I mean, they might do some obviously they're going to do some modifications to it, but like there's already a structure there. Unlike Frisco, you're building a whole resort. This already has something that exists. Now, Vegas is also kind of accustomed to a higher price point too, right? Like yes. if you go out to a show in Vegas, it's it's very expensive. So if you go out to Whatever the cost of Halloween Horror Nights in Vegas, you might not have the sticker shock that you might have here in, in Orlando. The coach, uh, Mark Daniels, past and future guest on this show, recently went to Vegas. Well, he went to Vegas last year. Saw Katy Perry. Him and his wife saw Katy Perry in Las Vegas, and I think they dropped like $1,200. Oh, my. For tickets for one show? But said it was one of the best perf- concerts they've ever been to. Well, the, the unique thing about, you know, doing a show in Vegas is you you have the opportunity to fully perfect it and choreograph it. It might be a little, um, I don't know, paint by the numbers by the time you get to, the, you know, doing the show on a nightly basis. But still, I mean, it's I'm sure it's visually very impressive. Absolutely. So, yeah, uh, Universal. They're just like, hey, here's what we're going to do. Also, we're building another park. And in about a month, we're going to be opening up Super Mario Land in California. So they kind of. Yeah, so they kind of say, hey, Disney, you you do you, and we're going to do us, and we're going to change the landscape again. Well, the crazy thing is, is all of this news was dropped on Wednesday. And on Tuesday, Disney decided to drop their big news. Now... This, I think, is big in the short-term, Universal, big in the long-term. Real quick, before we jump off Universal, do you mm-hmm. think Six Flags is going, hey, what are you guys doing? Well, I mean, here, do that. here's the thing. Remember, there was talk last year that would SeaWorld try to buy, um, I think it was, was it Cedar Rapids? They were, they were trying to look at expanding themselves. Oh yeah, they even wasn't yeah, I think uh Cedar Cedar Point. Yeah, and exactly. I think we talked about the the farms and not Knott's Berry Farms yeah, in California. Like, they're all looking at this, like trying to figure out who's gonna like be not the last one to name, but a king of the mountain. Yeah. Well, the king of the mountain uh has been and is still is for the time being uh, Walt Disney World, which Correct. takes us to the the news that came out on Tuesday. Well, the first news is uh, we now have an opening date for Tron Light Cycle Run. 
That is uh, that is a little quicker than I expected. What's that? What's that date? It's in April fourth. April fourth. That's that's quicker than I expected. Now, now when I was out at Disney, I guess in uh, November, mm-hmm. we did see them testing the light cycle. They were running the thing. Uh, we got a short clip of the light cycle. You know, be running around the tracks. Yep. So uh, up and running back in November, but. They're going to have this thing ready to go by April. Yes. And it looks like cast member previews will be starting over the next few weeks. And then the guess on passholder previews, if you kind of take Guardians of the Galaxy and kind of use the backwards math, it would look about sometime in March. So about mid-March is when they would be hypothetically starting passholder previews. Now, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Fritz sent me this tweet from the the Tron that exists over in uh, was it is it Shanghai or is it Shanghai. Uh, so the Tron over there, they they quit using the uh, the, the locker system. Apparently, where everybody's just throwing their stuff in a bin. Yes. Um, but also they say now, I don't know if that'll be the same here because different cultures, different things that, that the the seats on the light cycle are very forgiving, mm-hmm. are very unforgiving. Correct. As far as if you're a, a larger person, as it's been described, poo shaped people <laughs> on certain rides, uh, that Tron is unforgiving. I to, mean, uh, to the larger folks, you have to think that with a ride like this, that mock up that they usually have outside of a lot of rides will be a key thing um, mm-hmm. for people to try out before they ride it. And to be fair, Disney, for the most part, I think is usually more accommodating than other places for uh, larger individuals when trying to squeeze into some. And you, and you know, if you've tried to squeeze into some of these rides, like, my goodness, I don't know. I don't know how, a you know, how a, a normal person tries to fit in this thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are there are rides on Escape from Gringotts. I can't sit in certain rows because I get I get squished in the bits uh, the bits and pieces. I remember, and I want to say this was four years ago now. Actually, no, it was three years ago, almost to the month when you and I, when Jimmy bailed on us, mm-hmm. went to the Magic Kingdom. Yep, and we tried out the seats. Remember that? That's true. Yeah, that's true. We took some pictures and sent them to Jimmy because he wasn't there. And I think you mainly struggled because of uh, having to move around into that shape, not your shape itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I So, I mean, we'll see when it officially opens, if they've made modifications for America, because Americans are generally larger than the people over in China. Mm-hmm. I and mean, it's just, just the way it is. But um, you're talking about lockers. It, they, it looks like they'll be putting lockers in here. Okay, good. Um, which I was starting to think about. I was like, does Disney have lockers? Have Disney ever had lockers? I don't remember. I truly do not remember. I can't yeah, think of a ride that has had them. No, it's, you never really needed them. I think they have like ones you can pay for, like maybe in like the front area of the park. Yeah. But like for the most part, yeah, you don't need them. Universally, you use them like crazy. But it's like, it's like the, like, because you have to think that this ride, the kind of, riding shape that you're in is similar to uh flight of the banshee the pandora ride the avatar ride mm-hmm. but like so you, in that ride you can kind of set your stuff behind you there's just a and, shelf behind you yeah yeah i don't guess that's going to be the case here because you actually leave the area and you know you're going to be worried about your phone or mm-hmm. your wallet or whatever you know growing legs and walking away exactly so that'll be a little bit of an interesting change when it comes to to, to a disney ride 
Yeah, and April is not that far away. And mm. like you said, uh, most likely pass holder previews, if you're still a pass holder, um, coming up in March. And it kind of, I believe I saw that they're going to possibly mimic the VelociCoaster locker system. Oh, I love that system. That's neat because it, you get to put it in one side and take it out the other. It's the most efficient one. I I wish that they would just replicate it for every other area, but, I mean, I understand why they haven't. Yeah, yeah, but it is good. Like, they, credit to Universal. They've done a lot of improvements to their lockers over the year. Hulk's a big improvement to what it was. Uh, that Velocicoaster is great. They even improved Harry Potter. Yeah, they moved it for Forbidden Journey. They moved it from inside the queue to now outside the queue. Yeah, so much easier to access. You're not trying to fight your way through people, which it was a challenge usually. Oh, man, so bad. It's so bad. Um, the other big Disney news is uh, in the next few months, annual pass holders will be able to visit theme parks after two without having a reservation, except on so, Saturday and Sundays at Magic Kingdom. So this is interesting because when I first read it, I'm like, oh, well, yeah, you don't really need one after two if you've already been to a park. But this is saying... You completely don't need a reservation. I, I initially misunderstood it when I read it, mm -hmm. saying that, like, oh, because, you know, technically you are supposed to be able to, you know, have check for availability after two to make sure you can get into a park, which there's never not been availability that I've seen. Mm -hmm. But this means you can go after two anytime, just pop into the park. No yes. reservation needed. It's pretty awesome. And he's like, you know, you, we always wondered, uh, would the, you know, reservation system go away? I mean, this is... This is a scaling back of of what they had been doing. Yeah, I mean, this is this is for once. <laughs> pinch me. They're doing something for their pass holders, uh, which is a rarity for Disney. It seems like they don't really do much for their pass holders. So this is kind of a little gift. Um, they're still not selling passes though, except for that just the daytime pass, right? Mm -hmm, correct. That's got to change here soon, I, I, I would imagine. You would, you would have to think, and recently on, to get super technical on this, there's been some activist investors that are kind of voicing some concerns for, you know, the prospects of, of the company as a whole, uh, a succession plan. Are, they've hired a new uh, uh, person that'll head up the succession plan for Bob Iger, and you have to wonder if... Over the next few months, they will look to making some some fairly large changes yeah, within I the think, structure of Disney. Yeah, I think we saw like they had some I wouldn't call them growing pains, but they they ran into some pain points uh, when Iger was out and Chappick was in. And it was very glaring for, mm -hmm. for everybody all around. And it's not super clear which direction they need to go. But they have to they have to go a direction of some sort. Yes. Um, another big thing, because they spent a whole lot of money on it and it's a massive structure. The barges at Epcot going away. Did they ever get used? Yeah, that, that was part. That was the harmonious show. So that's already done. It will be going away at the end of March. <laughs> How long was it in effect? Maybe a year and a half. Wow, I never saw it because I don't watch shows. Um, but I guess it was not successful. Is that the is that the thought here? I, I, a lot of people liked the Epcot Forever show, and that is what's mm. coming back. 
Okay. All right. So, <laughs> uh, what do you do with that? Can you sell those barges? Can you can you recoup any of that money, or is that uh, just going to the trash? I mean, I will say because I have seen, I I did see part of the show. There was one time that uh, that uh, Courtney and I were in the park at night when the park was closing. So we saw it as we were because we were in Italy when the park closed. So we did see it. It looked to be cool. fair. I probably saw I probably saw as much as you did, and I probably saw glimpses of it. It looked it looked really cool, but here's the thing: like it was such an eyesore on the lagoon. Mm. Having those barges out there, yeah. And everyone, you know, made fun of it for being there's taco shells. It's the Stargate, you know, all of these things. Okay, all right. So they they took that to heart, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they call they're calling our lagoon taco shells. I mean, and then there's, I mean, I'm the thing that I, the changes that they did over there, like, I do like some of the things, like, I love what they did to Spaceship Earth on the outside. I know Jimmy mm-hmm. is the lone person in the world wow, that doesn't awesome. like it. That's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, and they're now doing figment colors for his uh, uh, Festival of the Arts. Okay, that's cool. So I'm going to have to, over the next few weeks, try, try to go see it. Because there's also going to be special photo pass magic shots. Oh, that's right. That's right. If you uh, if you're uh, if you're using what uh, Disney uh, Disney Genie, you get extra photo something or other. Right. Also, there is that. Yes. If you if you have the annual pass and pay for it or if you do Genie, you can also get included with it as well. Yeah. And they also the other uh, perk they gave back was hotel guests. Free don't to have park. to pay for overnight parking. Yeah, Which, that, that was it. Was an outrage when they brought it because it had been free for so long. You're paying all this money to stay at their hotel, and then like, you know what? We're just gonna add you another twenty five dollars a night for parking. I have there. never understood that. I never understand why you're doing that. Yeah, I, I don't either. But it's nice that they took it back away. I mean, they brought it in and then they took it away, which yeah. is cool. I ended up staying out there after they had brought the the charged parking in, but I never got charged. I don't know if it was like a don't ask, don't tell situation, mm. but like we stayed out at Disney and we were not charged. So I don't know that it ever really took a great deal of hold. Almost like the ban- remember the ban on the strollers? Yeah. Where they didn't you weren't allowed to have big strollers? That never happened. I mean, I wonder uh, if I it was a, a level, a price level of hotel where they did it. We stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge. That's true, yeah. Granted, I had found one of those, you know, the special deals on that. I didn't really pay full price, mm-hmm. but um, they didn't ask about it, and I didn't tell about it. So it might be a situation, well, parking out there. Uh, oh, yes, that's $30 a day, sir. <laughs> so if you don't say, maybe they don't ask. This is true. Um, and uh, the last big news, uh, we talked about it last week, and it is now confirmed Dumbo is the annual pass holder magnet coming soon. Oh, I saw that. I saw the picture. It's uh, it's it's got the pink pink D, right? Pink D with the Dumbo on it. Yeah. So that is uh, that is now official, and it uh, it'll be coming to your mailbox if you're a pass holder. And uh, I do want to read this. Uh, Josh uh, Demaro, who is actually in charge of Disney Parks, he okay. says that these changes have nothing to do with the return of Bob Iger. Okay. I mean. They're probably like, hey, how can we get Bob a little bit of positive press here while we're doing this a little bit more? You know, let's just juice them up a little bit more. Hey, let's throw a couple bones at these guys, these losers over there. It'll make them happy. I want to, I, I, well, we have like one minute. I want to ask you this because you were, you used to be a wrestling insider. Yes, mm-hmm, that was me. Do you think the Disney Corporation would buy the WWE? 
No, I don't think so. Exactly. I, I don't think they will. It's, it's too much. There's too much negative baggage on that. Mm-hmm. I think the the bet on the Saudis is probably the safe bet. But I don't. <laughs> what's the coach thinking? Does the coach have any inside thought? He, I, I have asked him, and he's just, he he doesn't have an answer. My answer has always it's, been NBC. My answer has been NBC Universal Comcast because they already bought the network. Well, sure, if they have the money. I mean, as long as they don't end up doing a uh, Warner Brothers Discovery uh, sort of situation and put themselves in a deep black hole they don't want to be in. I mean, the, the, the WWE is only like $6 billion, so I can't imagine it's that bad. I mean, the thing is, like, Fox could also buy it. They air SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, it could go anywhere. But, you know, it's it's got to be a lot of money because their television rights are so incredibly high at this point. This is true. So, I don't know. We'll see. But if you want to keep up with the latest breaking wrestling news <laughs> or theme park news, uh, Scott, what are the social channels people can jump on? You can follow us on the Twitter at Theme Park Show, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at the Theme Park Podcast or watch at the ThemeParkYouTube.com. And the show will come to you live once again next week from the Lauren Campbell Realtor.com Tebow Gazebo Studios. For Scott Harris, I am Dickerman. Until next time, we'll see you out at the parks. Podcast. Follow the show on Facebook and Instagram at the Theme Park Podcast. To catch up on previous episodes, check out the ThemeParkPodcast.com, the iHeartRadio app, or Apple Podcasts.